This is a Kelly's Angels production. Hi everyone, I'm Mark Mulholland and welcome to The Upbeat, a podcast about perseverance and hope from Kelly's Angels. This is a show for anyone who knows what it's like to face loss and adversity. It's all about getting through grief and rediscovering joy in life. Thank you for listening. The Upbeat is an all-volunteer and in-kind effort. The financial support from our generous podcast underwriters directly benefits families served by Kelly's Angels. This episode of The Upbeat is sponsored by the Bovere Family Fund, the Saratoga Springs Police Benevolent Association, ACO Personal Financial Management, and Gastroenterology Associates of Northern New York. On today's episode, we'll be talking about Kelly's Angels Mother Love in 5K, how you can support this movement of kindness and participate in the virtual 5K no matter where you're listening from. And we'll hear from a breast cancer survivor about her battle and how the support of Kelly's Angels has made a difference. Mother's Day is fast approaching, and this Mother's Day weekend, May 7th through 9th, marks the 9th annual Mother Love in 5K, which is Kelly's Angels' signature fundraising event. All proceeds directly support our mission to help children in New York's capital region who've lost a parent or sibling to cancer or other illness or who are battling a life-threatening condition. A past participant of the 5K and my son, Connor, who's on the board of Kelly's Angels, weigh in on why the support we provide to families coping with loss and adversity is so meaningful. They need all the support they can get when they've lost that. They need the network of their community, whether it be family, friends, or just the citizens around them to just kind of come around, wrap around them. And I think this organization is a great piece in that whole puzzle of support. It's a terribly difficult thing to do, losing a parent, but we want to make sure that children and families who have to go through the same thing um, know that there's somebody there for them. One of the families that was recently helped by Kelly's Angels is the Ellis family from Del Mar, New York. My name is Meredith Ellis. I am from Glens Falls, New York. Uh, I currently live in Del Mar, um, just outside of Albany. Um, I have breast cancer, so I'm going through treatment for that right now. Um, just finished wrapping up uh, chemo at the end of January, but I'm still on a variety of other <laughs> treatment, um, immunotherapy and various other drugs to, to keep me in a good place right now. And you said uh, immunotherapy, so you're referring to it as a biologist, which is what you are, correct? Yes. Yep. You're I work as an ecologist um, for a engineering and consulting firm uh, that we our office is in Del Mar. Um, so that's what I do. My day-to-day -day job is um, ecology. Tell me about your family. I'm married. My husband, um, his name is Brian. I have a two-year-old daughter named Madeline. Um, my parents are local as well. They're in Glens Falls. And my in-laws are also in Saratoga Springs. So it's nice having family close by. Especially when you're going through treatment, especially when you're yeah. going through illness, right? Yep. Um, tell me about, do you mind telling me about when you were diagnosed, how you found out, those sorts of things? Yeah, um, so it was about a year ago, um, just surpassed the year mark. Um, and how I found out, I just, I wasn't feeling right. I don't know how else to describe it. I wasn't feeling myself. Um, I kept chalking it up to, um, it happened right at the beginning of COVID. <laughs> so I kept talking that, that feeling up to kind of this overwhelming anxiety to 
wow, everything's changing really fast. Um, we got sent home from work. We all thought at that point it was going to be two weeks. <laughs> um, we're all working from home. We pulled our daughter out of daycare during that time. My husband and I were full-time trying to work and take care of our daughter at home at the same time. And um, I just was really feeling off and I kept kind of saying, wow, I'm just having a lot of anxiety, I think, because of all of these quick changes. Um, and from there, I just, I ended up, after a couple of weeks of that, I'm like, no, something's not right. Um, and Did you have some pain? Did you have some pain? Yeah, I had this like pain in my chest, almost like this overwhelming, like almost like someone was sitting on my chest and I, I got really nervous that, wow, maybe I have COVID. <laughs> um, I, I didn't. <laughs> and um, I went into an urgent care at that time because I didn't really know what was going on. Um, they kind of chalked it up to, well, maybe you have some allergies. <laughs> and I was like, no, this is not allergies. This is something different going on. And I went home and after a couple of days, um, I still wasn't feeling right. And I, I went to the hospital and um, that's where I was diagnosed. So it's a little bit of a different story in that I there was no lump that was felt or anything like that, but I knew something was off with, with me and my body. You went directly to the hospital mm -hmm. uh, because you felt that the urgent care wasn't really listening to you or right. addressing it. Um, was that difficult? Was that a difficult decision to be your own advocate, to advocate on your own behalf? Because typically uh, someone goes to a medical professional, they take their word for it. You know, yeah. oh, it must be allergies, must be fine. I'll go home and just deal with it. I think I was tempted to feel that way of like, oh, it must just be allergies. I'm just in my head about it. And after a couple more days and just listening to my body as someone who really never would get sick before, <laughs> I knew something wasn't right. Um, and so I went into the ER, um, just like some, just basically told them something's not right. And um, from there they run a, on, ran an onslaught of tests and scans um, and that's when it was discovered. Who shared the news with you? Uh, was it an ER doc or was it a so the ER doctors had told me something's not right. We're, we're working on figuring that out. Um, and I knew right then something, something was really wrong. And I think that was probably some of the hardest um, moments early on there, just trying to process all of that. Um, my husband was, I was alone. My husband wasn't allowed. He had to drop me off at the ER. He wasn't allowed in. They weren't even, this was so early again in, in COVID that people still didn't know what was going on in the world and how everything was transmitted. And it was so early those first few weeks. And so my husband, they wouldn't even allow, he wasn't allowed to even walk into the ER with me to drop me off. He had to drop me off at the curb and, and go. Talk about feeling all alone at yeah. the, <laughs> the lowest point in, in your life. Um, so where did your thoughts go? I mean, if, if I don't mean to get you emotional, but where, where, do, where does your mind go immediately? You're alone, so you've got a lot of time to think. Where, do, where does your mind go? Are you immediately thinking about your daughter and your, and your husband? 100%. That's right to my daughter. She was 15 months old. <laughs> and I, I can share with you, I know this is difficult for you, but I can share with you that when I saw the picture of you with your daughter and your husband and learned that you were 33 and diagnosed, my thoughts immediately went to my late wife too because she was 32 at the time of yeah. diagnosis and she like you had to advocate too you have to push you really if there is a lesson to be learned that we could share don't accept the oh I've got it's allergy it's probably allergies or it's probably this or probably that yeah, right would, would you share that as well would you yeah. would you would you it's hard I think being 
with this type of diagnosis in breast cancer, the general thought is, I think that this is not a cancer that young women get. That it's, oh, you're not 55 or, and that's not diminishing anybody else's, you know, um, story either and their diagnosis. But I think the general thought is that young women don't get this type of cancer. This is not something that happens to young women. And I think if you, um, you have to trust your body. Um, for me, that's, I had to listen to my body. There was, again, I never felt a lump. Doctors who examined me never felt a lump. That's kind of the standard story is, oh, something it didn't feel right. But I knew something else was going on. Um, so, yeah, knowing that something isn't right and to push, because we, we aren't a part of a group that gets scanned. We don't get mammograms. Um, and I have no history. I have no family history. So I wasn't someone who would have been flagged as we need to keep an eye on, on this potentially. So you're being treated now mm -hmm. um, and you did surgery, chemo, radiation, all of those? Uh, so I had to start with chemo right away. Um, it was really fast. It was a whirlwind after I got diagnosed. Um, I think within a couple weeks I was in the chemo chair. So it was really fast, um, not a lot of time to process. Um, which I think in some ways was good. There wasn't a lot of time to think about it. <laughs> Just go straight into fight mode, you know? Um, and then now we're starting to talk about those, now that I've had a really good response to chemo of, okay, well, what's the next step? And um, what does that look like? And is that surgery? Is that um, something different? What are we gonna do now? How are you feeling? Overall, really good. Um, the last year was probably the hardest year of my life in so many different ways. I think it was a hard year for everybody. But um, I feel really good. I feel more like myself now than I, get, you know, rewind a year ago. I was really feeling really crummy. Um, chemo hit me really, really hard in the beginning. Um, I had a very toxic reaction to my first dose of chemo that landed me in the hospital for a couple weeks. So knowing where... And again alone. Yep. <laughs> so knowing where I was then... And as someone who is very active and chasing around a baby and likes to garden and be outside and hike, um, and I couldn't do that all of last year. So now that I'm starting to regain a lot of that back, it feels really good. Excellent. Tired though. Yeah. Tired, I'm guessing, right? <laughs> getting 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 back, getting my energy back, yeah. and I'm um, you know the fog of chemo and everything else that kind of affects you that comes with that treatment is kind of lifting and. I'm back at work and that feels really good and um, back spending time chasing around, you know, a toddler <laughs> and that feels really good. This is a podcast about perseverance and hope. How have you been able to maintain a positive attitude? What do you do? What is your strategy for when you're feeling down? Because it's easy to feel down um, given your circumstances. How do, you, how do you get yourself back up? Look in the eyes of Maddie. Yeah, <laughs> she's a really good motivator. Um, and my family and my friends through all this have been amazing standing by my side. Um, my husband and I talk a lot about um, kind of our saying is give yourself grace. And we talk a lot about that as sometimes you're, maybe I'm not being able to keep up the way I used to. And maybe sometimes I'm a little more tired or other things are going on. Um, but give yourself the grace to, to go through this and try to be positive. And maybe I'm not running around cleaning up the house and, and keeping up the way I used to, but um, yeah, give yourself some grace. And, um, and it's, it's been helpful to kind of 
sometimes when I'm um, the waves of emotion or, or grief or other things kind of hit you to just remind myself and ground myself with that. That's awesome. I love that. Give yourself grace is more eloquent than don't sweat the small stuff, but right. let some of that go. You can't do everything that you right. did before, right? right? Uh, but you hope to one day. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsors. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with breast cancer survivor Meredith Ellis. Support for The Upbeat comes from the Bobert Family Fund, which supports charitable organizations that efficiently use the resources they have to make a disproportional impact on the world around them. The Saratoga Springs Police Benevolent Association, which represents the members of the Saratoga Springs Police Department, supports the local community through charitable donations. Learn more at saratogapba.com. ACO Personal Financial Management, an industry pioneer and leader of company-sponsored financial planning benefits. ACO believes companies best serve their stakeholders and the greater economy when their employees' financial lives are clear, understood, and in their control. Learn more at ACO.com. And Gastroenterology Associates of Northern New York, where board-certified, fellowship-trained doctors provide state-of-the-art diagnostic and therapeutic gastroenterology, endoscopy, and colonoscopy services for patients in Warren, Washington, and Saratoga counties. Learn more at giassociatespc.com. If your business would like to be an underwriter and help Kelly's Angels, email us at theupbeatpod at gmail.com. Now back to my dad's interview with breast cancer survivor, Meredith Ellis. How did you learn about Kelly's Angels? Did, did anyone, did a friend tell you about Kelly's Angels? How'd you hear about it? Yeah, um, I heard about it from my friend, uh, Laura um, Pasco, Laura Stapleton Pasco, and her mom, Karen, who I, I believe is on the board. She correct? is, yes. Yeah. Um, she had kind of mentioned it to me, and um, that's kind of how I learned about, about Kelly's Angels. And so I started um, following on social media kind of the things that the group is up to and, and the awesome things that they do for the local community and um, it, it's nice. We were thrilled to, to help you in just some small way and uh, when we saw, when I saw the picture of you with, with Brian and Maddie, I think you were at an apple orchard. Yeah, yep, Indian it, ladder farms. It, beautiful, <laughs> you're a beautiful young family and it, it really resonated with me personally because as I mentioned to you, my wife was 32 when she was diagnosed, you were yeah. 33 when you were diagnosed. Uh, we had uh, McKenna, who is on our board as well of Kelly's Angels, was just uh, a, a small child at the time. Uh, she was just a toddler, right around one year old when she was diagnosed, similar to, to Maddie. So lots of similar circumstances. My late wife was from the same hometown as you, Glens Falls, New York. So there were lots of things that resonated for me personally. Um, but we are eager to help people. We um, this podcast helps spread that message, and I appreciate your time for, for sharing your story with us. Um, we have uh, a big event coming up on Mother's Day weekend, which is our only annual fundraiser. It's called the Mother Lovin' 5K, and I think you've even signed up. Yeah, this year, my you? husband and I and a group of our friends, um, I think we're going to walk over at um, the park in Saratoga, and my husband will run. I will walk with Maddie, and yeah, I'm excited for it. Why'd you want to sign up? I just wanted to partake in, in this really cool, you know, endeavor and, and this race, not only is it a fundraiser for Kelly's Angels, but I think it, it brings a lot of awareness to, um, to Kelly's Angels and um, to the causes that 
Kelly's Angel support, and I, I just wanted to be part of that. And it's, uh, we have it on Mother's Day weekend as a way to give people the opportunity to honor their own moms, and it's also an honor, uh, it's a way to honor uh, our namesake, Kelly, who was, was a mom, young mom as well. Um, so I, I appreciate you taking part, and I appreciate you sharing the message of that. Anything, Meredith, you want to add about how you've had to, this, this hand you've been dealt, and how you're trying to maintain a positive attitude through it all? I think I just try to take it day by day. Um, not think about sometimes the, just break it down smaller, not think about the big picture sometimes, and it, that just um, put one foot in front of the other each day, remind myself why I'm doing all this, and it's worth it for my family. Um, and it's hard sometimes to do that, but just um, that's probably the approach I take for it. I, I have to ask, finally, uh, people have told me over the years funny stories about it's a lousy diagnosis. It's, a, it's lousy to be told that you, you've got cancer, but sometimes there are some funny things that happen. Anything spring to mind to you <laughs> about whether this, you've, you've been able to laugh at times about the situation you, you find yourself in? And if you can't, that's fine, but I just, I'd, I'd be remiss Yeah, to I'm trying to think if there's a, a good example. Um, what, is, what does Maddie think when, you, when, you, when she saw mom without hair? Did she, I don't think she ever, she was so young when oh, I was right. diagnosed. Yes. I don't know if she knows mom without hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's funny, we, we got a, um, I have a baseball hat that I usually wear like around the yard and stuff like that. Um, and we have a matching hat for her too. So she can, she can match mom while we're out. And um, mom may be bald, but, <laughs> or mostly bald. <laughs> sure. um, but she can, she can look like mom too with her hat on. So That's nice. Yeah. Anything you want to add? Um, nothing that I can really think of. I'm, I'm excited for the, the race that's coming up um, in a couple weeks here. I was uh, I saw online the map that kind of shows the states and where everybody is located that's going to be partaking and participating yeah. on their like virtual 5K whether they're running or walking and I think that's really cool to see that spread of people across the the U.S. Um, that's really neat. Yeah, yeah so, we're we're excited about that too. Yeah. That you don't have to live here, but you can support people who are here if you know them here. So. Right, that it's felt. The, the cause is for a local support, but that presence that's felt nationally, that's, that's really cool to me. Excellent. Thanks, Meredith. Good job. Yeah, Was sure. it, it wasn't too hard, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I'd like to talk to everyone who is listening and ask for your help. Because of the pandemic and the need for social distancing, the Kelly's Angels Mother Lovin' 5K Run and Walk will be held virtually for the second year this Mother's Day weekend. As I mentioned, all proceeds benefit families who are battling a life-threatening condition or who have lost a loved one to cancer or other illness. Kelly's Angels has helped more than 130 families and counting. Our small all-volunteer charity provided grants, scholarships, and assistance to local kids and families totaling approximately $70,000 last year alone. We were blown away in 2020 when we had more than 900 participants from more than 20 states. And this year, we're hoping to reach 1,000 participants from all 50 states. Here's where you come in. Yes, you, every single one listening. Will you register for only $10 to participate in our mother-loving virtual 5K by going to kellysangelsinc.org? 
A virtual 5K works by allowing our participants to run or walk a 5K course from wherever they are, in their neighborhood or on a treadmill. A 5K is roughly 7,000 steps if you want to get a sense of the distance. I know we need people from North and South Dakota, Wyoming, Indiana, Delaware, Minnesota, Nevada, and a handful of other states. So if you have family or friends who are willing to pitch in $10, yes, just $10, to register for the Mother Lovin' 5K, we would appreciate it. Thanks in advance for your generosity and support of this great cause. You can learn more at kellysangelsinc.org or follow Kelly's Angels Inc. on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Thanks for listening. I'm Mark Mulholland. Until next time, stay on The Upbeat. Special thanks to Emily Yan, a graphic designer and art director who invested her time and talent to create our podcast logo. Videographer, editor, and Kelly's Angels board member, Lou Graff. Coordinating producer and Kelly's Angels board member, Jenny Sperano. And all the volunteer Kelly's Angels board members who had a hand in making this podcast possible. And one of those board members is my daughter, McKenna Rose Mulholland, who's been doing a great job as our voiceover talent for this podcast. So thank you, McKenna. You're welcome, Dad. Can I finish now? You bet. Thanks for listening to The Upbeat. <laughs>